Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Danielle Hayden. Danielle is a reformed corporate CFO or chief financial officer who is on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending 10 plus years in the boardroom as a corporate financial officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting Inc where she helps bookkeepers with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education. She is also the author of the Profit Planner book series. When Danielle isn't crunching numbers on her client's behalf or crafting the next iteration of the Profit Planner, you can find her hanging with her two kids as she inspires them to lead their fullest lives or do any in almost every fitness-related activity, ranging from Spartan races to Pilates. Today, Danielle is talking with me about everything related to your finances and hiring team members. We talk about why there is no magic number that signifies it's the right time to hire a team member and what you should be looking for instead within your business and everything to why you need to keep an eye on the subscriptions you have for your business so you can make sure you're achieving your goals and hitting your financial numbers. There is so much good stuff in this episode about your finances when it comes to hiring a team members. So let's jump right into the episode. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for coming on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. Can you kick us off with introducing yourself? Yes. Uh, so my name is Danielle Hayden. I uh, am a reformed corporate CFO. Uh, I spent uh, over 10 years uh, working in the boardrooms and investors and management teams of mid-sized companies. And I found as I was working with these, these uh, board members and investors uh, that my passion was really helping entrepreneurs and small business owners get the same level of support that they need from a CFO uh, that I was able to provide at this level. So uh, I co-founded a company called Kickstart Accounting. Uh, Entrepreneurs hire us to take the accounting off of their plate uh, and most importantly, uh, become empowered by your numbers and the financial knowledge that every business owner needs in order to grow and scale their business. One of the questions that I get a lot from my audience is around affordability when it comes to hiring a team member. And I'm sure that's probably something that you get a lot, like working with startups, you know, you, they oh, go yeah. from either wanting to hire people right away, depending on what industry they're in, or then trying to figure out, I've been doing this a lot myself, 
can I afford to actually start delegating and outsourcing and getting some of this work off my plate? Oh my God. I mean, we have seen so many of our clients grow from being a solopreneur to uh, needing a team, right? When you first start out, you think you can do everything on your own, but uh, no matter what your business is, in order to be able to grow and scale past a certain point, you have to have other team members helping you. Uh, so you need to be able to to hire and to be able to grow in that way. And you're right, affordability is the number one question that we get from our clients all the time. And how do I determine whether or not uh, I can afford that? Uh, and unfortunately, there's no secret formula. Um, I would love to, I would love to say, you know, it's X plus Y equals Z, you know, there's, there's not one secret formula. There's, uh, there is a level of risk tolerance, uh, and, um, and financial knowledge. So, um, you know, for, for anybody who is thinking about hiring their either first team member or next team member, uh, you need to look at your numbers. Uh, you, when you look at your historical financial statements, I always say, your financials are trying to tell you a story. It is your job as the business owner to listen to the story. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to dig into a few things that you said throughout that. Like you start off with saying your business needs an employee or a team member. And that is always something that I try to stress. It's not about wanting a team member. Sometimes it's not about whether you feel ready for a team member or not, because we can go into a lot of that self-doubt. It's like, you need when you need a team member so it's not jumping in too early because other people are hiring and you want to jump on that bandwagon and maybe get your first virtual assistant or get your first whatever in your business it's then it's not about holding back too long when your business is telling you that you need it so it's like listening to your business for when you need a team member and and following through when you realize that that need is there so i love that yeah, absolutely. You make a good point. You don't want to jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is doing it. But you, when you need a team member, um, you will know that in your business. Yeah. And then one of the other things that I love that you said was like, there's no magical formula. So often I hear people say, well, I need to wait until I'm making six figures to hire anybody. I need to wait until I reach this revenue threshold. I need to wait wow. till this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait. But what's going on in your business? Because six figures to one business is pennies compared to six figures to another business, mm -hmm. where six figures to you could be all you've ever wanted. So it's like you need to know what's going on in your business and really where your, your money's going within your business to determine, can you afford a team member? Like there's no, like the magical number that all businesses need to reach before you can hire anybody. Yeah, you make a, such a good point there. You don't need to hit a certain level of revenue, right? Because revenue is just revenue. You need, and you, you need to think about profit, right? So an inventory-based business is going to be so different from a service-based business. If you're having to carry inventory or any type of overhead, uh, you're going to have to bring in a lot more money in order to create a profit. That still doesn't mean you don't need a team member. You might need a team member to help you assemble that inventory or sell that inventory. So um, yeah, there's no, uh, please do not uh, read a, uh, an ad or, or something from a guru that says, wait until this, uh, because that does not work for everybody. Right, right. So what are some signs in their financials that it might be time to 
make an investment in their company, and maybe that investment is hiring a team member? So um, I think there's there's two ways to think of that. Um, there's your financials, and then there's your energy, right? So if you are doing everything on your own, and you no longer have time to work on your business, you are just constantly working in your business. Uh, that is a that is a really good sign that you need to start hiring somebody else in your team so that they can work in your business while you work on your business. Uh, or you just don't have the energy or time for anything else anymore. From a financial standpoint, uh, if you are uh, making a profit, so think about um, you know your revenue minus your cost of goods sold, so any money it costs you to create that inventory or create that product. And then all of your other um, operating expenses. If you are bringing home a profit, uh, that is a really good indication that you can afford to bring on additional help. Again, you don't have to be making a profit. So if you are hearing this and, and, and are thinking to yourself, ah, the last time I reviewed my financial statements, I know I had a loss. I'm not saying that just because you're not profiting month after month that you cannot hire a team because you might, you might not be able to create the growth and create the revenue in your business until you have that team member because you no longer have the time to work on your business and grow it. It's like one of those things, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you need the profit first or is hiring going to help you make that profit? So yeah. one question I have about that, when you're thinking about profit, most business owners want to be at a point where they are pulling an income from their business and an, typically an income that matches what they were when they had a job before or more. So when you're talking about profit, for most business owners that you work with, when they're trying to enter into having a team, how does their own pay come into that profit? Should they be making pretty much what they say, like a full living, like matching their, their corporate pay before they hire someone or jumping in before they're able to pay themselves? or pay themselves fully what they want. Yeah, so uh, it's another uh, no magic formula, uh, but uh, we, you know, in working with our clients, uh, we have found that there are so many entrepreneurs who uh, unfortunately are not taking home the paycheck that they need to support their family, or they're not taking home the paycheck that they, uh, that can match what they were making previously. That's okay. Just because you haven't reached that milestone doesn't mean that you can't hire a, a team member. We have seen so many clients of ours who needed that team member in order to bring in additional revenue into their business. And then by having that extra time, energy, and space, then they were able to take home a paycheck because they were able to finally grow their business. So don't feel like, okay, until I am bringing home six figures of my own, I can't afford to pay somebody else. Uh, you might need to pay that person first. You might need to come second as you grow and scale your business. Right. And there's no uh, magic year that you hit uh, or magic numbers that you need to hit. Uh, it just depends on where you are in your business. Um, we've seen some of our clients who made a poor investment maybe in year one, right? They, they bought um, they bought something that was um, really expensive and 
they needed, they, they weren't able to take home as much money in their, in their business. And that's okay. Year two, they said, I'm going to hire somebody so that they can help me make better business decisions. And now in year three, I can take home a, a paycheck. Right. While you were talking, it reminded me of a friend of mine and she runs a business and she's still working her nine to five job because she needs that money to support her family. She has recently gone and hired someone for her business because she realized that she could never grow her business to the point where she could leave her nine to five job and still be able to support her family without growing the business first. And she couldn't put that effort in. So she decided for a period of time that she personally would be taking less money from that, from that side business to pay someone to grow it so then she can eventually step in and, and have that be her full-time gig. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that is such a smart business move. Uh, and, and think about your long-term goals, right? Uh, as entrepreneurs, it's easy for us to get caught in, what am I doing today? What am I doing this week? What are this month's goals? What is my cash balance today? Uh, you know, and, and react with a, a gut reaction. Think about where you want to be in five years. You know, what do you want this business to be for your family? And then that can help you make long-term decisions that can support where you want to go. Right. Speaking of long-term decisions, I had a friend that approached me with this question, and I just want to see if what your advice to him would be the same that I gave him. So he runs a business, he's a financial planner, and he realized one of the number one hires that he needs to make for his business is another financial planner. But the caliber of financial planner that he wants, he knows that he's going to have to pay like a pretty penny for it. So he said to me, I can't afford it. So I have no idea what I'm going to do until I can, can afford that person yet. And uh, so he's like, but what do I do to be able to afford it? And I just told him, I was like, well, what would you do if one of your clients came to you because you're a financial planner and wanted to make a big investment and wanted to save for some, something. So I was like, maybe you need to start planning now so you can afford it. But what advice would you give to him? Well, you know, it's funny that you're talking about a financial planner because, uh, you know, for all of us entrepreneurs, what we do all day, every day, uh, when we, when it comes time to do that for our business, sometimes we forget uh, how, how to implement our own knowledge in our own businesses. Uh, So um, whenever we're making an investment in our, in our business, I think that it's important to to do a few things. Um, Think about what you want from this from this investment, uh, when you want to make this investment, and then again, what is your risk tolerance? And then you can start to plan out uh, based on the time, uh, you know, to that that potential hire, what you need to have saved. So I always recommend that people have between three and six months worth of savings uh, in their business in general, mm-hmm. and 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 think about that person as if they were already hired. So how much money do you need to have in your business to support that person's salary for three to six months? And then that will give you a level of comfort to know that, okay, I can keep the lights on. I can keep the roof over our head. I can continue to to pay all of my other operating expenses as I pay this other person as well and, and give that person the time, energy, and space in order to grow. Um, sometimes we see with our clients when people hire before they have um, any type of cushion or they're, they're, they're struggling to even pay their, 
general operating expenses every month, it, it can be stressful in training that person. And you want something out of them so quickly that it almost puts a tension on the relationship. Yeah, I definitely see that at times where it's like people expect to hire someone and immediately get a financial return out of that person. And it's like, hold on, wait, onboarding takes time, especially if you're hiring someone for those like direct revenue generating positions. So like in the financial planner sense, like another financial planner. They need time to go out and build relationships and start bringing business into your business. So it's not going to be immediate where you train them one day, the next day they're generating revenue. Yeah. And think about the first person that you hire, you're not going to have, you might not have all the um, right onboarding procedures, right? Uh, When we hired our first bookkeeper, um, I can't believe she's been with us for five years because her onboarding uh, was a total disaster. Uh, we didn't train her in the right way. Uh, I had totally different expectations for, for, for her from what I was communicating. Um, I look at our hiring and onboarding process now, and I, my expectation for somebody to be able to service our clients uh, can be much shorter, right? I, I expect them to get up to speed much quicker now because I am giving them the right training. Uh, Whereas when I made my first hire, uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any of those skills or documents or procedures in place. Yes. And that's very common. And one of the things that I help with a lot is, you know, let's get that let's get that onboarding and everything figured out and created. And like, I have a client right now that we're going through that and the position they're hiring for is an assistant, but you have to have even for that assistant time for them to figure out everything they need you to do. Like, let's create those 30, 60, 90 day goals because they're not going to be able to do everything you want and make that impact you want in 30 days. So it's setting the expectation for the business owner when you create an onboarding plan and your new team member of what's expected of them so they know if they're hitting the right benchmarks. Yes, absolutely. Um, And think about yourself uh, in your goal setting process, right? You set goals as a business owner so that you know if you're meeting your own expectations and it gives us all something to strive for. Mm -hmm. Your new employees want that too, right? We want to know as, as humans to what we're striving for, how we can help that business owner. There are people who want to work for other small business owners. uh, They, they want to help you. And so you need to be able to, help them help you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I want to go back to a little bit talking about this time where this person is training. So you mentioned making sure you have three to six months savings. That way you have a little bit of that, that cushion. So you're not expecting revenue increase right away from this person. Uh, But is there anything else that people should consider as financial impacts or how to measure that financial impact when they do go to hire somebody? Because I know a lot of people forget about the time it takes. So not only are you paying this person, you might then have a dip in revenue because of the fact that you're not doing what you typically do in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the number one way to um, the number one way to be prepared for hiring and making any shift, any investment, right? So th- this could be hiring or purchasing something or a course, you know, anything that you're, you're purchasing. Um, think about 
putting together a budget and, and don't, don't run. <laughs> right. I know that that, that word can come with a lot of uh, overwhelm and, and emotion. All a budget can be a very simplified uh, uh, version of a budget. So with a lot of our clients, what we'll do is, you know, again, uh, you know, I mentioned you have to look at your historical financial statements because again, your financials are trying to tell you what you need to know as a business owner. So uh, when we create a budget for our clients, what we do is we look at the last year, the best, the best way to do this is to look at the last year. And I say a year because I want you to look at the seasonality of your business. Maybe you're really busy in the summer or you're really busy at Christmas time, but you know, you have a dip in January. Um, so look at your revenue for the last year. If you have it, maybe even the last two years, depending on where you're at in your business. And if you have an accounting system in place and look at your average monthly revenue for that time period and um, start to just lay out the next 12 months and use that information. So the first step is to look at the, the revenue. Uh, second step is to plan out any other big expenses. Uh, maybe you know you have um, a large um, subscription that comes due every uh, August. So plug that into the month of August and plan out all of those, those big purchases, even the small purchases, right? We all, um, in, in today's virtual world, we have a ton of small subscriptions. So plan each of those out for the month. And then start to plug in the amount that that person would be paid and the amount of revenue dip that you think you'll, you'll expect. And you can really start to see by just simple arithmetic of, of um, just you know, your revenue minus your expenses, right? We don't need to get very complex. You can start to see where you're going to be each month. If you're going to continue to profit or if you're going to have a loss and if you're going to have a loss, and how much money do you need to have saved up? I love that. Because that's one of the things I was thinking about, like, as you were talking, because you mentioned seasonality. And it's one of those fears that I get from a lot of business owners. So, like, yeah, I have these months where I do really well, and I could have a full-time employee, but then I have these other months where, you know, we're off season, and I'm going to be paying someone more than I'm bringing in. And I always say, like, well, let's try to look at the year as a whole, you know. Yeah can you afford it when you look at the year as a whole versus just looking month to month to month? Yeah. And maybe even the downtime, what we see a lot of our clients do uh, is higher during that downtime. So think instead of thinking, Oh, I'm not going to have as much revenue in my business. That's coming, coming at the investment, like a, with a scarcity mindset, you got to come at the, this, these decisions with an abundance mindset. So I know that my business is going to do well again this, let's just say summer. I know my business is going to do really well again this summer. So let me take January, February, and March as I ramp up for that season. This is a perfect time to bring somebody in, train them, and have them ready to go so that they're, in their, they're fully functional by the time you get to summer. Uh, that is the uh, best success we've seen with our clients is when they hire during downtime. Yes, I love that. I have actually suggested that as well. I've had companies approach me. It's like, I know the business is coming. So do I wait until I have the business to hire or do I hire beforehand? And I was like, well, if you need help when that business arrives, when are you going to have time to train? 
you're yeah. not. So yeah. hire beforehand because you know it's coming because you're the seasonality, you know it's coming. I think this particular company, they were AC repair. So like they know the summer months are their biggest months. So it was like hire the person when you're having your slower months. So that way they are up and ready and can be serving clients and being what you need during those busy months versus you now having that uptick of work plus having to train. Absolutely. And again, planning, planning, planning. So if you can come out of your busy season, make that plan. Um, and, and so that when you're, when you're, when you have that additional revenue, you can start to save for this big decision that you're going to make, right? So if you know this busy season, you're feeling the crunch right now, then you know it's time to start planning and saving so that you can make the right decisions during your downtime. Right, right. So you had mentioned all these wonderful subscriptions that a lot of times we have for businesses. When you're going through people's financials and helping them create these budgets and helping plan things out and plugging things in, do you think businesses are overspending or underspending or doing the right thing when it comes to all these little things that add up because it's so easy to say it's seven dollars a month it's nine dollars a month what's the big deal oh amen um you know there's um it depends on the clients and it depends on the industry and it depends on where you're at in your business so uh we always work with clients on setting a goal and an intention so uh, I, I'd love to um, tell this a story about uh, my client, Jenna. So Jenna decided that she was going to up level in her business. Her number one focus last year was top level growth. And so she spent money on Facebook advertising. She hired her first employee. Uh, she hired an assistant. She did a ton of conferences and networking and she hosted events. And let me tell you, she did a freaking awesome job. She grew her revenue. Uh, now, as we reviewed her financials, we would say, hey, Janet, you're spending a ton of money and we're, and she didn't have as much of a profit, uh, but it aligned with her goals, right? So we knew what she was trying to do. So she came in, she came to us this year and she said, all right, my goals have shifted. I need to start to pay down my personal debt, right? I need to take home a paycheck this year. I need to have a profit. So that's when we started to look at, okay, do we need uh, this software to service our clients? Yeah, it makes us look really fancy. It makes us look like we're bigger than we are, but it's costing us a ton of money. And so can we, can we do without that software? Um, or um, these conferences, do we need to re-attend the conferences? Uh, did, you know, which conferences made the biggest impact? Can we do without them this year? So. Okay. Uh, long-winded answer to it depends on what they're doing for you right and if it aligns with your goal so if you are somebody who said this year I'm going to sign up for several different subscriptions but let me tell you they're gonna make me more efficient they're gonna make my business look appear it's gonna help me it's gonna take stuff off my plate then those subscriptions are worth it uh, if you sign up for them and don't use them and don't know that you're paying for them for six months, <laughs> that's the bigger issue, right? Right. I do know that's something that I do, every once in a while, I look at everything I'm paying on a monthly basis and figure out, am I actually still using this or am I getting a positive return on my investment for it? I know that there's one thing I have right now where I'm just like, 
all right, I'm no longer getting a positive return on this. I'm paying for it. But everything that I can do in this, I can do without it and save the, I think that one's like $30 a month. I'm like, I can save $30 a month, which adds up, you know, pretty quickly yeah. by getting rid of it. And yeah, you I would say even for my business, I try to keep things pretty lean and I have stuff that every once in a while, I'm just like, why am I paying for this? Get rid of it. Yeah. Cause once I get rid yeah. of that, I can actually go and pay for something that I need. That's going to get my business to the next level. Or even shop, you know, let's not forget um, for most of the things that these subscriptions do for us, there's probably another one out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we recently this year, we switched our file sharing system. We were paying a ton of money for uh, electronic filing. Uh, we're a fully virtual firm, so everything needs to be um, filed securely. Uh, but we were paying a ton of money. And so uh, we, we did an exercise where we shopped uh, several different companies and uh, we made the switch. And uh, it was a little scary at first. And so you might be thinking, oh, but Danielle, I, I already I already switched that last year. It it took me a long time to get this onboarded. I'm just gonna continue to deal with it. Don't, because there's probably a more a more efficient and inexpensive software out there that you can implement. And maybe your new hire can help you implement it. <laughs> right. I know for me, so by the time this episode goes out, I will have already released the complete like rebrand of my business. But that means I created a brand new website. I had to go and change a lot of things in my email sequences and all that stuff. So I have been going through everything that I have to say, is it really the best for what I need? Been shopping around and some things I've been making decisions of like, yep, this is worth it. Keep it. Other things is like, no, I'm switching everything anyway. So might as well switch over to a new new system if it's going to be better for my business and in some cases cheaper for my business. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, there, there could be options out there that are better. Uh, I was I was shocked when we started shopping email marketing systems and um, and how how many other features there are in other systems. So don't, don't get comfortable, right? I guess the point of the story is don't, don't get comfortable and lazy and accept what, what you have. If your goal is to grow and be profitable, then part of that exercise is continuously looking at what you have today and, and shop and compare. Right. And that's probably something someone like you can help people with. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We do a quarterly exercise with our clients where we will send them a list of all of their subscriptions and say, hey, we want to make sure you're aware of all the subscriptions that you're paying for. Do you still use them? Yep. Some clients love it. And other clients are like, yep, use them all. Thank you. Uh, other clients are like, wow, I had no idea I was still paying for that. Thank God you sent me this email. You just saved me a ton of money. Right. I even know on a personal side, so when I first left my corporate job and started a business, obviously at first you typically don't bring home much money from your business. So my husband and I were starting to go through all our financials and the subscriptions were the one thing that was like, let's really look at these to see what we use and what we don't use. And can we find another alternative? And I just remember we do a lot of road trips so we used Audible a lot. And finally I go, do you know the library has an app where we can download audiobooks for free? Now they don't have everything. So if there's something specific we, that we really want, we might have to go like get it on another platform. I was like, but it, they have it, it's for free. So why don't we cancel our Audible and see 
if we can survive with this free app. And I think it's been, what, three years now, and we have never missed Audible. Oh, well, I just wrote that down, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was other things. I was like, we don't really use this. So why are we going to pay for it if we don't really use it? Let's cut it out. And then if we see that there was a need for it that we're not thinking about right now, we can sign back up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This is something you could definitely do in your personal life as well. And um, whether you have a, you know, maybe you're a shop owner or, or you have a brick and mortar um, business, you know, think about the gas and electric that you pay, right? You know, don't forget to shop your carrier. So, so this can go uh, pretty deep in, um, I, and I know this is something that takes time. So I, I wasn't kidding that maybe when you are able to hire that new person, they're able to help you with this exercise and help you shop around and help you reevaluate your, your subscriptions and uh, help you make any, any changes once you determine something is a better fit. Right. And there's also some other things like when it comes to team members of different ways that you can save is I have a client right now that, you know, she's getting ready to hire. So we've been going through all like, here's what you need to figure out before you bring on a team member. Like, you, you've made your hire, now let's make sure you have payroll in order, this and that, and we were talking about payroll. And so one of the questions I threw out there was, what, how, how frequently are you paying this person? And she goes, well, bi-weekly. And I was like, but do you want bi-weekly or twice a month? Because there's a difference there. And she goes, what's, I don't understand the difference. It's twice a month, like both are twice a month. I was like, yes, but bi-weekly, you have to think there's 52 weeks in the year, which means there's 26 pay periods. So some months there's three, if you pay twice a month, like, you know, a lot of companies now they'll pay you mm -hmm. on the 15th and 30th, that's two a month. Payroll systems charge you for each time you process payroll. Like some have the one fee per month, but then every time you process payroll, some of them will charge you for processing that check. So if they're, if you're using a system that charges you for every check you process, 24 checks a year is cheaper than 26 checks a year. And the more you yeah. hire team members, the more that difference is going to add up. And it was kind of like that eye-opening of like, oh, those things that don't seem that different at first can add up quickly. Yes, absolutely. And don't forget to shop your payroll providers too, because um, in the six years that we've been in business, uh, I really have seen that market grow. Uh, we we are no longer stuck with just the ADPs and paychecks of the world. Uh, there are so many startups out there like Gusto and even QuickBooks uh, that can really help you streamline that payroll process. And um, and you know, like for instance, we use Gusto with a lot of our our clients. You pay one fee per month, and you can run all the payrolls you want. Yeah. You can run multiple. So mm -hmm. don't forget that. That's something that you can shop too, right? Is, is, and think about uh, your payroll system as well. Right. Yep. So before we start wrapping up today, I have one more question about hiring your first team member. And okay. I want to see if with all the clients you've worked with, if you've noticed any trends in this area. When people are at that point where they say, I want to scale and grow my business, do you notice any trends of what type of team members they hire then? Is it more assistance to help them behind the scenes? Is it more boots on the grounds, kind of replacing them as, as whatever they were doing to serve clients so they can focus more on growing the business? Are you noticing any trends of those key hires to make when you're ready to scale a business? You know, uh, one of the biggest things that I see uh, are a lot of our clients doing, when they start to need help in their business, they are hiring contractors. And, uh, and that's a huge trend that I see, but, 
um, unfortunately, uh, the other piece that I see is that those contractors aren't able to work in the business enough to get enough off of your plate, right? So they're helping you with some tasks, but not comprehensive enough to really get the help that you needed in the first place. So it's kind of half dipping your toe in. Uh, so that's the number one trend that, that we see is going to contractors before going to employees. And I encourage everybody, the payroll tax is not enough to keep you from hiring the right person. It, it, is, it is not that much money. It is not that scary. So don't feel like just because you're hiring an employee um, that that's going to that's gonna push you over and you're not going to be able to afford it. Really think about what you need this person to do. And then if that person is, re you really want them in your business, um, really learning everything that you do, really helping you on a daily, weekly basis, long-term basis, then make the jump and, and hire that employee. Uh, the other trend that we see is um, a lot of, um, yes, a lot of assistants that are, are coming. But again, we see a lot of our our clients going to um, other, you know, other companies, right? Hiring a um, in an assistant firm. Again, if your long-term plan is to have this person integrated into your team and have this person integrated into your company, I encourage you to put forth the processes and uh, everything that is necessary in order to really integrate them as an employee. Yeah, no, I definitely love that. I'm a big pusher for a lot of companies saying you need that employee, not that contractor. And a lot of things that I see is sometimes even financially, they're like, they're afraid of that payroll tax. I was like, but a lot of times you're paying that payroll tax anyway with the contractor because you might be able to hire an assistant for $15 an hour. You're not going to be able to hire a virtual assistant for $15 an hour. They are going to up their prices because they have to pay that tax and they want to be paid for all their expenses that then go out because they're a business. So mm -hmm. a lot of the times it makes more sense to hire on a, an employee versus a contractor, especially if you want that, that control, you want that person who's going to be around a long time growing with your business, getting, getting their feet dirty, their hands wet and like really making that big, big pivotal change. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about, um, uh, your your first maybe assistant or somebody who's really going to help you in your business um, long term in that way. Um, yeah, I think that that's really important. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely some things I think that you can outsource to another company. Um, you know, m you know, maybe it's a marketing initiative or uh, your accounting. You know, those those small pieces where they can still be with you long term, but you need them. You need a, a specialty mm -hmm. for a very narrow focus. So one mistake that we see uh, with some entrepreneurs or small business owners, they'll hire a assistant and then, or, or just a general person, and then they'll say, hey, can you do my bookkeeping too? Or can you also do the social media? And hey, can you make those edits on my, my website and maybe send out my emails and my newsletter? They're like, okay, but what's that person's specialty, right? Are they really good at customer service? Are they really good at planning behind the scenes and helping you with your processes and your integrations? Or are they really actually a social media manager, but they're trying to help you with everything else? Or is their expertise as a bookkeeper? And then you're trying to get the bookkeeper to be a marketing person. Uh, so 
also remember that there, there are times when you have something that is really niche, right? Really a specialty. Uh, you know, think about if you need that person as a full-time employee or a part-time employee, or if that one specialty is something that you should consider outsourcing and not having that one person do everything. Yeah, you're totally speaking my language there. I am a big person to say, you cannot have a jack of all trades in your business. Like, no, they need, you're hiring someone because this is what you need them to do. You need things, other things done, we're gonna hire someone else to do those. And yeah, and I do like that you point out, like there's some of those things where you need that expert but you don't need an expert 40 hours a week. So those are the things to outsource and to go to those external firms and businesses to get the help that you need. And then the things that you need for those long-term 40 hours, or if it's a, or if it's a role that really makes sense that you can get a good person for in a part-time capacity, have those be your employees. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we see uh, clients who come to us all the time who will say to me, my books are a mess. I had my assistant, I had my, um, my general office manager updating my books too. They, they, they had no, you know, they weren't a bookkeeper. They didn't know what they were doing. And now I made bad business decisions because I didn't have, I didn't have financials. Remember I was, I was telling you guys, your financials are trying to tell you a story and you have to be able to read the story. But if, if the, if your books aren't uh, done properly, then they can't tell you the story. Right. You know, so they're like, my books are a mess. I don't think anything's categorized right. This makes no sense to me. And I haven't seen a financial statement in all year. So now I'm overpaying in taxes and um, because that person, they, they weren't a bookkeeper. Um, so I, I think it, the same example could be for a marketing or anything else, but um, we see that uh, a lot of clients come to us who have had that experience. Oh yeah. I see that a lot where people come to me because they hired the wrong person and I'm like, okay, well walk me through the process of how you hired the, like your last person that didn't work out. They're like, oh, I had my assistant do it. And I'm like, well, how many job postings or interviews were they involved with before doing it for your business? They're like, none. I just didn't have time to do it. So I handed it off to them. And I was like, well, that's your problem. You know, unless you're hiring someone as an assistant that used to do this like stuff in their past job and are experts at it. Yeah. You need to give the people the, the work that matches their expertise, not just give them work. Yes, absolutely. So speaking of financials and everything and goals and seeing things, you have a worksheet for everybody. Yes. Yeah, so we have a financial goal setting worksheet. Um, this will walk you through uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. So if this feels big and overwhelming to you, uh, like we just gave you a lot to think about, uh, this is the perfect guide to walk you through how to set these financial goals and how to do some of this financial analysis. And I will be sure to share the link to that in the show notes so everyone can go and download it. But how else can people get in touch with you? So if they're realizing, I need a little help getting my financials in place so I can determine if hiring someone is affordable or if any other investment they want to do in their business is affordable, um, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash growing. Uh, and there uh, you can... Um, you can reach out and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can uh, 
download that financial goal setting worksheet. Uh, we also um, are offering to any of your listeners who feel like, wow, this was great information. I wish I had a team to help me with these business decisions. I wish I had a team um, of, of CFOs behind me to help me with, um, with making that decision about the first hire and that financial analysis and the bookkeeping. Uh, I would encourage all of you to reach out and book a strategy call. Uh, I would love to talk to you, to your listeners. And for anybody who mentions the podcast on the strategy call, uh, I want to offer you your first uh, three months of bookkeeping at a 25% uh, discount. So our packages for entrepreneurs start at $200 a month. Uh, so this could be a big savings for anybody who's feeling overwhelmed with their bookkeeping. Oh, that's such a great offer. Thank you for offering that to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. I um, love this topic uh, about hiring. I, uh, I have grown my team. Uh, we have five people who work for us now, and um, this has been, um, leading that team has been one of the uh, most fun journeys I've been on. So what you're doing is so impactful. Oh, well, thank you so much. But before we wrap up today, I have one more question. So I'd like to ask all my guests this question. So we've all had leaders or managers that really stood out to us. Think of the most impactful leader or manager you have had. And can you share with us one thing that made them stand out as a great leader to you? So I worked for uh, this gentleman um, right out of college, and um, I worked as I worked my way up in, in the role, and I started as a staff accountant, and he just was so willing to teach me everything that he knew. And so I quickly grew into his role, and eventually when he left the company, I was able to take on his role. And I think as leaders, we can either be fearful of giving everybody too much that we can be you know, almost replaced. Uh, but I just think it was um, the most impactful thing that I, you know, I've, I've written him thank you cards in the past because I just really appreciate the fact that he was so bold uh, to be and, and so willing to teach me everything. And, um, and that made such a difference. I wanted to work harder because he was so willing to do that. So as you're leading your teams, um, you think about um, showing up and being willing to give them all of the information. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. When it comes to your business, are you feeling overwhelmed by work and ready to hire help? You're feeling stuck in the cycle of having enough work to be successful but not enough time to serve all your clients and grow your business. You know you need help, but you're not sure what help is worth your investment. If this sounds like you, I invite you to download the three-part method for identifying who to hire. With this free download, you can find the right team member who will save you time and earn you more by getting the right work off your plate. This free download is available to you at growingyourteam.com slash who dash to dash hire. With this free download, you can ensure the right hire for your business. 
you can find the perfect team member who's going to positively impact your business and you can hire the person who's going to grow with your company and make your life easier. You can also confidently assign tasks by following the three-part method to plan out your new hires to-dos you can be confident you are assigning the right tasks to move your business forward. And finally, you can save time now as you search for your new team member, plus gain time to keep growing your revenue and your profits because you have the right people on your team. So if you're ready to hire, but you're feeling unsure about who that right hire is, then I encourage you to go over and grab this free download so you can start figuring out your perfect new hire today. So head on over to growingyourteam.com slash who dash to dash hire and get your free copy of the workbook today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team. With your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.